Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Yep, the, uh, the 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 sport the sport ball went in our favor today. All right, the Vikings beat who? The uh, the Persians? Who did they beat? Yep, it was uh, it was the Persians. Uh, you're pretty good at this. You, you pay attention to Minnesota sports. I've seen the movie home, 300. Home I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, I think they call that a home run. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is that you, Alan? Uh, he appears to be muted. Uh, he's probably. Okay. Uh, Fixing a setup there. Oh, okay. there he is. Got me. There you are. Gotcha. Wow, you're. It looks pretty ahead. smoky. It's just shitty lighting. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping you were, were chain smoking in there. Well, I, I am smoking, and it is smoky, but. We did kind of uh, chain chain smoke that office one night. We had three of us in there at one time. Uh, not too long ago. Hey, you know, one of the things that we should chat a little bit tonight about is smoking in this cold weather. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Because, Ben, you must be an expert by now in smoking in the cold. I am. I just and go somewhere. experiencing some of the most horrible cold weather. Yeah, the the reason uh, I didn't, I don't think I ever told you guys the reason why we didn't do this last Sunday because uh, the place that Alan, Alan is working for is a, a property there in Atlanta, and apparently they don't know how to um, let faucets drip. So, like, everybody's water pipes busted and oh boy, all sorts of madness. Jesus, this property I'm working on is going to be a chapter in the book. <laughs> Everybody on this property is stupid. <laughs> it's like there's no other way uh, of putting it. Everybody who walks in the door, when they open their mouth, stupidity comes out. That sounds fun. Unbelievable. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I guess stupidity is not set to a certain region. It's all over. Yeah, but no, this unfortunately, place every, got, every place like has it. It's like there's lead in the water there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys and gals, it is uh, the Cigar Tipsters podcast. It is the very first Cigar Tipsters podcast of 2018, uh, January 14th, uh, the day that we are recording this. Uh, Junior here with you. Uh, Ben uh, is here. Uh, For the first time in a while, Kirk has graced us with his presence. Say hello, Kirk. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. He uh, got the night off from uh, poopy diaper duty. Uh, and uh, how, how many poopy diapers have you changed uh, since the baby has been born? Uh, today I did my second diaper. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that, is, is, uh, that is... That's a total lie. Wow. You, you're a pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, since you asked... So were they Maduro's or Connecticut's? No, mostly Maduro's, and today was a Maduro all the way up the back. I mean, like, oh, total oh. diaper blowout. Yeah, it was rough. Oh. See, people people think they want kids, and then they, they don't they don't see the backstory. They don't want kids. <laughs> I, I'm doing my part to continue the human race, but um, I'm doing it so well that some of you can sit out. So I recommend God bless that you, some man. of you, d- yeah, you, some of you just sit out. <laughs> I will be on the sideline for this one. Yes, me, me as well. Thank you for having three. That takes me and Ben out of the equation. Yeah, yeah we're you, done. you guys are safe. Thank goodness. Sorry. Good. All right. So I, uh, I'm actually not smoking this particular evening because it's like 22 degrees outside and I don't have a death wish. Uh, but just a couple of days ago, we got a, a snow day at work, or at least a half of one, uh, for the uh, the snowstorm that didn't really come to pass. We actually didn't get anything, but who cares? Free day off. Uh, I did take the opportunity to go over to uh, Vintage Cigar Lounge 
about a mile from my work, and they had the uh, Camacho Nicaraguan barrel aged. So I picked one of those up. I'm a big fan of the American barrel aged. Uh, the big difference here, the American version, of course, aged in bourbon barrels. The Nicaraguan version uh, is aged in rum barrels. So definitely gives it a, a unique flavor. Uh, it's got an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Uh, the binder is Mexican and Dominican. And then the uh, Honduran, uh, let's see, Corojo Lajero and barrel-aged Esteli Corojo uh, make up the filler. The really good cigar, good burn, no, no particular issues with it. I don't think it has as much of the alcohol scent as the the american version but definitely still good i'd recommend picking one up uh, if you hadn't had a chance to try one yet uh the team at camacho mentioned that they uh began working with intense nicaraguan grown corojo fillers and to curb a little bit of that intensity they they aged them in the rum barrels to kind of calm that down but it uh it's a really nice cigar um I had the uh, six inch by fifty ring gauge version. Retail was about ten ninety five at that particular shop, so not the cheapest, but definitely worth a shot. Uh, anybody smoking anything tonight? Nope. Uh, I am not, but I don't know if anybody else wanted to chime in first because I had a cigar before, uh, so a couple days ago, which I would be using to review for tonight. I can't smoke in my apartment, so. I'm in that mess. Uh-huh. Good to do. And Kirk, you smoking tonight? I am. I, uh... Good. <laughs> yeah, thank what? you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had, uh... Great! I had some, tec- some technical difficulty there. I, uh, I dropped off the call and got back on super fast. You guys didn't even miss me. That's how and good I am. flash over there. Yep. Yeah, so well, before we transition, sorry, uh, uh, Junior, while you were talking there... I got to thinking, what is the name of that, uh, I think it was whiskey-infused cigar that came in, like, a glass tube and had, like, a red waxy seal on it? Oh, the Maker's Maker's Mark? Mark. Maker's Mark, thank you. That was bothering me the whole time you were talking. I'm like, oh, what the hell is the name of that thing? Okay, so now that we got got that. The the same Maker's Mark wax as the the whiskey Mm. bottles. Duh, red red wax. That should have been obvious. I don't drink whiskey, so I guess that's uh, that's probably why I couldn't put that together. So you prefer so, your drinks a little fruitier. <laughs> yeah, okay. Lots of mango. <laughs> umbrellas. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm having the uh, Cohiba Nicaragua tonight. And hmm. Junior, I understand 22 degrees is too cold for you, but it is uh, a balmy 13 degrees in Minnesota, and we are having a decent blizzard. I just shoveled about four inches off the driveway. And I am uh, man enough to, to get out and smoke. Uh, so here I sit enjoying this nice full-bodied cigar. I will I will give you this victory. Uh, when it comes to cold, you are more manlier than me. Aha! I'll take it. So the Nicaraguan, <laughs> uh, the Cohiba Nicaraguan, as you can imagine, I think is a Nicaraguan Puro. Um, I know it's got the filler and, and binders are all Nicaraguan, and I have to assume that the, the wrapper is as well. And... Honestly, I'm I'm about an inch into it and enjoying it very much at the moment. So, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh, smoking in the cold uh, as we go along in the show. But uh, want to turn it over to our very own cigar savant and hear what he's got for us this evening. Well, I am smoking the Pedermo Small Batch Ecuadorian Connecticut 2005. Now, this cigar was the first of three small batch cigars by Pedermo Cigars. And this cigar took the small batch category right up to the next level. Now, before I talk about the small batch and specifically this Ecuadorian Connecticut 2005, let me set the background that I promise I'm going to be brief on this. You know, Pedermo can trace its background to Cuba with a long and intriguing history. Nick Pedermo started the company in 1992 when he launched a home business in his garage named Nick's Cigar Company. In the first year of Nick's Cigars, 
he produced and sold just 9,400 cigars. 1997, they sold over 1 million cigars. During the boom of the 90s, the company changed its name to Perdermo, and now Perdermo uh, has created a stir with the introduction of the Perdermo Squared, which was one of the first Bach Press cigars. Perdomo's manufacturing operation is based in an 88,000 square foot facility in Esteli, Nicaragua, colloquially known as uh, El Monstro, or the Monster. The building is the second largest cigar-making facility in Nicaragua, trailing only the factory of Nicaraguan American Tobacco S.A. or Natasa. Perdermo produces winners like the addition to Silvio, Lot 23, 20th Anniversary, Grand Cru, and this small batch. This stunning line of small premium cigars combines handcrafted tobaccos from a rare collection of 10-year-aged tobaccos with the finest, here we go again, bourbon barrel-aged wrappers using smaller leaves, perfect balance of flavor, strength, and aroma. These cigars are offered in an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, a Nicaraguan sun-grown wrapper, and a Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper. The first release, which was scheduled for March of 2015, happened, and of course you can now find them on your tobacconist shelves, and it's a beautiful Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. It offers a rich and smoothie and creamy complex smoke, slight hints of caramel and cedar with a smooth, elegant finish. The Perdermo Ecuadorian Connecticut 2005 that I'm smoking is a 6x55 Toro. Uh, it was originally especially limited to 3,000 boxes. The cigars are made at the, of course, the Tabaclera Perdomo in Esteli, Nicaragua. Now, the fill and binder are from Nicaragua. And as the name implies, the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Connecticut. I found um, initial notes here of spice and sweet vanilla extract and wisps of caramel with an earthy tone and accents of pepper. Uh, there was a slightly woody cedar smoke, uh, and I think this would be perfect uh, complemented with a fine bourbon or a coffee. I think it's also perfect for freshmen and even senior cigar smokers. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Just give it a try. Mark? Yeah, definitely sounds like a good one. And a lot of good stuff out there for Podomo. So get a hold of those uh, cigars if you get, a, get yourself a chance. And speaking of a, a cigar company that's been on the market for a while now, Davidoff is getting ready to uh, celebrate its 50th anniversary in business as part of their celebrations during this time and for a limited time only, a selection of five Davidoff cigars will carry a commemorative 50th anniversary white ring. Uh, the ring is said to be inspired by the original white ring, which first appeared on Creations uh, back in 1968. Uh, those five Davidoff cigars where you're going to be able to find uh, that special ring are going to be the Davidoff Signature Number 2, Davidoff Signature 2000, Davidoff Anniver Anniversario, Special R, Davidoff Anniversario Number 3, and finally the Davidoff Anniversario Intricto, uh, which will carry uh, that extra band. Uh, <clears throat> Davidoff did mention uh, to all of their fans to check out Davidoff.com and, of course, on social media, Facebook and Twitter, both. Uh, at Davidoff underscore cigars uh, to keep up with all of the uh, celebrations that they'll be doing around their 50th anniversary. Uh, but as part of this, I just wanted to get a quick feel for uh, if you guys have a particular Davidoff that you're fond of, 
Uh, maybe you've got a special one hiding out in the humidor. Uh, you guys know I, I particularly enjoy the Nicaragua uh, and also the uh, Oscurio, my two favorite Navidoffs. But uh, what about you, Ben? Any uh, particular favorites or uh, ones that you may be hiding out? Well, um, right now, I am still currently aging a, uh, a cigar that was given to me by a good friend of mine. It was uh, the Davidoff Year of the Rooster um, that has been aging for roughly, I'd say, at least a year, maybe a little over a year. Um, I am finding a special occasion to smoke that. However, um, one of my favorites that I've had so far was one that uh, Senior had given to me, um, and it was the uh, Escurio Robusto which I had last year when I visited up here for Maine on vacation. And uh, it was it was superb. I've actually, you know, uh, I really enjoyed that cigar. It was smooth. The draw was, uh, was really good. Uh, it, it was just, it was balanced. It had a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of, uh, of cedar notes. It was just a harmonious blend. I really enjoyed that, uh, that cigar. And, and being, you know, on the coast of Maine during the sunset, it just sort of amplified the experience. Um, but I think, you know, the biggest elephant in the room when it comes to Davidoff is, yes, they are more expensive. Um, and is it worth the money? And are they really all that special? Well, I can't tell you what your opinion should be about it. Um, but I can tell you of the Davidoffs I've had over the years, I cannot think of a Davidoff that I did not enjoy today. It, it, the, you know, yes, the price point is higher. But they've all been delicious, um, even down to, um, I know that it was, uh, you know, they acquired Camacho uh, a few years ago. And uh, recently I had a Camacho Ecuador uh, that, uh, that I was giving to me from a Christmas gift, and I really enjoyed that. Um, so, you know, this 50th anniversary, I, it's looked to me like a special occasion cigar um, or a, as a gift to someone if you really, really, really like them. Um, but that's, you know, I, I really enjoy their work as I like to put it. Um, so if I had the chance to grab one of these, I would, you know, as a special occasion. Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, just a note, uh, this is for our, some of our longtime listeners, but, uh, you, you said to give it to people you don't like. Uh, so, um, Kim, you, you will not be getting a damn off. Uh, but with that said, uh, Kirk. Uh, any particular Davidoff? Uh, if he doesn't like them, he's going to give them a white owl. Yes. True. <laughs> or yep. a um, Drew Estate uh, Kentucky Fire Cure. One of those two. Don't tell Senior <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, so I'm with I'm with you guys. I like the Davidoff Nicaragua quite a bit. Um, the other one I've enjoyed is the Winston Churchill. Um, I have found that one actually to be quite enjoyable. And Ben, much like you, I do find Davidoff as a whole to be overpriced. And there's something about their brand that just kind of turns me off. I think it's the, um, potentially it is the price, or maybe it's the sense of prestige that, you know, shop owners put in their Davidoff selection. You know, it gets special lighting and everything like that. Um, Yeah, that's true. And I I don't know. I mean, it's just something about that. you know, personally, I'd, I'd, I'd rather have the Padron um, effect where um, you've got this core line of cigars that's amazing, and that's not overly expensive, but then make your expensive cigars the special ones, you know, the Padron 1926 series or whatever, versus Davidoff, I feel like everything is just expensive, whether it's their everyday cigar or some special release. The, the other thing I'll mention about Davidoff um, and this probably adds to the um, brand uh, that I don't care for, is they have their own line of accessories, uh, humidors, cutters, etc., and those are all incredibly overpriced as well. Not to say that they're not quality or that they're not beautiful, but frankly, I can't imagine any reason why I should spend $400 on a 50-count humidor. Um, I don't care where the wood is from. So... It's it's for those reasons that I'm always a little bit hesitant to dive into Davidoff, but where where credit is due, I'll give it. Uh, the Nicaragua and the Winston Churchill lines are enjoyable, and and but, I would actually Kirk. pay fifteen dollars for those. But, well, but Kirk, the wood is uh, from from Castle Black, 
uh, and christened. Uh. <laughs> well, let me ask you. Let's 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 take the because the, the money factor always comes into play when it comes with this brand. Um, let's say money was no object, and you were of this wealthy, well-to-do, and you could just easily afford it. To you, it was like spending ten dollars on something. Um, would you still not do it, even if money was no object, or is money the reason why you wouldn't act on it? Um, that's a fair question. I think, I think regardless of this is personal opinion, but I think regardless of how wealthy you become, you still want value. And I don't necessarily know that Davidoff's baseline is is valued appropriately at twenty dollars a cigar or, or whatever it ends up being. Um, so I would say to me that the quality of the cigar or just the the flavors aren't worth the price tag, except in the instances I mentioned. So if people, let's say somebody give you a gift of Davidoff cigars, you don't not enjoy their product. It's just as far as extending the line of credit to buy that, it, maybe there's a point of diminishing return where there's only so much you can do, and it's now what you're paying for the name to say, I am smoking a Davidoff, and is to show my friends that I had now, I'm smoking a 20 or $30 cigar. Right. I mean, they're not dog rockets by any mean. Um you know, they, they burn well, and the flavors aren't offensive. It's not like you're smoking a brick of charcoal or something. But for the cost, uh, I think there are much better cigars out there. And uh, even if it were a gift, uh, you know, I don't think it would be the first thing I grab. Well, and, and they have to, the, yeah. to Davidoff's defense, there are, there yeah, are overpriced cigars from everyone. Interesting. What was that, Alan? About... What I find very interesting about something that I think all of us have said when you talk about the our favorite Davidoff, it's what are we saying? The Nicaraguan, the Oscuro. So these are fairly new entries, you know, for them. And you know, by all means, they're not bad cigars. But, again, you've all said the same thing. It's not worth the money. And I think that our tastes tend to lead us more to Nicaraguan cigars anyway. You know, our our palates have developed, and we all seem to really like Nicaraguan cigars, and I think that's why we all like that Davidoff Nicaragua. Uh, mm. You know, to me, uh, A, the prestige is wonderful. We know the, the, the construction is meticulous. You know, we, we know they are excellent. But for that money, I can buy three other excellent cigars at the same time. And usually that's what I'm going to want to do. Well said. Definitely. And I will tell you something else that I find very uh, annoying, almost frustrating, is, you know, they're saying they've got this 50th anniversary. And, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to have all kinds of activities and things going on during the year. Like what? Yeah, that was. You think somebody would have done some planning ahead of time, so that you know the day that this is announced, they could tell us what those activities are. Yeah, definitely. That was one thing I thought was odd about the uh, the article was the fact that you know they just said watch social media for announcements. They didn't actually announce anything. Or, you know, you could have at least brought one event to the table uh, for the purposes of the article. Yeah, I think you're right. There should be some type of tell us what's going on, you know, I think instead of just, okay, we're here, we're going to do something nice and a bunch of events. And then I, I haven't seen anything. If you guys as far as are anything like me, if there's an event in my area... I'm going to want to go. You know it's going to be at a shop. 
So you're going to want to support the brick and mortar. So we're going to end up buying Davidoff cigars anyway. Sure. Yeah. And I think what I want to do is I want to wait till they come out with the gift set that's got all five cigars in one box. Yeah, because you know they'll do it eventually. They'll probably do it after I've smoked all five of them. <laughs> the, the the last thing I want to mention on this, just because you know I, I probably came off kind of hard on Davidoff, um, is ultimately I think my opinion comes down to this. I think they are losing the branding battle. I think they have marketed themselves too much towards the upper crust, and almost to the point where, to no fault of the actual cigar, if I were to walk into my local shop and see someone buy or, or smoking a Davidoff. You know, I don't know that I'd want to talk to that person. Like, that is how bad the branding has been in my mind. So I don't know if I'm alone on that. But, um, you know, it, it, it seems like this unapproachable brand. And I just think that's not the direction that the cigar culture has gone in the last five or ten years. You think it gives an order of pretentious? Ben, 100%, yeah. Ben, one okay. of the things I, I think I find very interesting also is for all the times that I have been in cigar shops enjoying myself. I don't remember anybody walking up to those special Davidoff cases and buying a cigar. It is rare. Yeah, a lot of good point. A lot of the people that, that buy them, you know, just buy them and leave and go smoke it wherever it is that they smoke. A lot of times they don't sit down and you know, do the, the shop thing. Yeah, I do know, Ben, one of the things I would never do is if somebody bought a Davidoff, uh, you know, I wouldn't ostracize them or, you know, I'm not doing that with any any cigar anybody's smoking. And speaking yeah. of, you know, money and cigars, I kind of went the opposite way a couple of weeks ago and I went around looking for deals on cigars and found a couple on the uh, cigarvid.com website. Uh, and one of them that I, that I looked up and got my hands on, and it's something that I had not had in a very, very long time, uh, was the, I got a five pack of Drew Estate. My Uzi weighs a ton. Uh, the original, uh, formula, which, uh, Includes a San Andreas Maduro Kappa wrapper, Connecticut Capote binder, and Brazilian Metafina filler. Uh, it also uh, used some filler of Nicaragua leaf as well. Uh, the Uzi comes in three different sizes, 5x60, 660, and 7x60. Uh, the one that I actually got my hands on was a five-pack of the 5x60 five Robustos. Um, I got them, got them in put a V-cut on it, started smoking it, and within a few puffs, I, I started to realize, man, I forgot how good these actually were because I probably hadn't smoked one since uh, the early days of Kirk's Patriot Cigar Shop, you know, back in the day. So we're, we're talking three or four years, if not longer. And it, it got me to thinking, and it's something that, that we've hit on in the past, that there's so many, so many choices when you go into a humidor or you start looking online that a lot of times we forget these cigars that we really, really like. And my Uzi weighs a ton is definitely going to make its way back into my normal rotation because I smoked all five, well, four, I think I gave one away, but I smoked four of them uh, over the course of about a week. Uh, the final one being when I was in Woodstock a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so if you have not had a Muwat, as they sometimes call it, or you haven't had one in a while, Definitely pick one up because it's uh, it is just a fantastic stick, possibly one of my favorite Drew sticks. Period. Mark, do you mind if I ask you what you paid for it? Uh, let's see. For the total, let's see. I bought it in something else. For the, the five pack. Time. Yeah, it was. I ended up paying about four dollars per cigar. I believe it was. Are you dog? Yeah, it was. Uh, I caught a deal on those, and I forgot what else was in my order. Uh, it might have been those uh, Camacho Ecuador Churchills, but 
the entire order shipping and all was like forty three dollars, I think. Of which, Junior, I want to give you props for helping me find the uh, on cigar bid, the Camacho Ecuador Robustos. Um, I was smoking it at my lounge, and I was talking to Junior about it on text, and he found a five pack that was up for bid um, on cigar bid. So I went ahead and bid on it and won. Uh, it was me and two other people that won. So now they're having it shipped here. So I got a five pack of Camacho Ecuador Robustos for twenty three dollars after shipping. So. Yeah, you can catch some. I, I I almost hate to give away my secret, but you can catch some really good deals there, especially if you uh, if you go on the website and click the the banner that says closing for the auctions that close in the next two or three hours. That's where you can really score some deals if you've got the time. And probably shouldn't well, admit this, but a lot of times I'm on there at work <laughs> browsing also, the closing section. I want to interject a little bit something uh, that's relative to. Kirk and now me having lived up north and uh, where it's frozen cold and all that uh, cigar shops are more scarce where I'm at there's only I think two maybe three in my within a 45 minute drive of where I'm at and only one of them has a lounge um, and it's the one that's 40 minutes away so buying cigars online I'm finding more and more to have to do just because of the distance and the markup of the price because there's more of a hold on the market to do that, and the selection is more limited. There's not a wide variety of cigar shops and, and selection here. So, you know, I, I also wanted to gauge a, a reaction on what you guys thought as far as ordering cigars online. We all want to support local brick and mortar, but we also want to save money at the same time. So, uh, Junior, I know you're a fan and stuff like that, uh, but Alan and Kirk and all that, I wanted to gauge your reaction on what you think about that. Avenue, do you forward yeah, and no, say, do you have an placed, opinion on it? I just placed, uh, it was about a $175 order with Famous. And okay. I think they've got some phenomenal deals. And, you know, like everybody else, I want to support the brick and mortars. And I do with a lot of the new cigars and you know, some of the upper-level brands. But, you know, I know you love the, uh, you know, cigars under $5. And when you calculate what you're paying, a lot of times the cigars are a dollar a piece, and they're excellent. Yeah. And I think what I've bought from Famous, this is probably my fourth or fifth order with them, I've only really bought one bundle of cigars that I really didn't care for. And I just won't order it again. But everything else has been phenomenal. I mean, okay, stuff that I would uh, eight to twelve dollars for. You gave uh, me one of the uh, Seven Deadly Sins E, which is actually a uh, a blend created by Famous. Uh, but that was a really, really good cigar, uh, E for Envy in this case. But uh, what did you uh, end up paying for those? Do you remember? They were maybe $40, maybe 45 yeah. for a, what they call a jar of 20 Okay, yeah, so really, really good price for some good cigars. The, uh, yeah, the only thing... You... Uh, Go ahead. Okay, I'll go. The uh, the only the only response I got to to Ben's question is, um, you know, I think I think honestly, all serious cigar smokers go online and buy it, and it all comes down to price. I think if we all had a cigar shop right next to our grocery store and the prices were the same, we would happily go in there because it's fun. You know, I like going to see the cigars in person. I like seeing all the selection in front of me and picking the right size for the moment. Um, but ultimately the, the almighty dollar I think is what steers a lot of our buying habits. The, the, the next layer I'll add into this is, um, you know, I think it might be time for cigar shops to potentially change their model 
in the same way that Target or Walmart or anyone else is adjusting to online sales. You know, cigar shops typically buy a cigar for $4 and they sell it for 8 um, and that's that's just the standard. I mean, you you make a hundred percent markup on everything you buy, and and maybe that model needs to go away. Maybe markups should be closer to fifty percent or whatever. But and, and that's for the cigar shop owner to decide. But you know, p- potentially it's just the model that needs to change, um, and and maybe that will get more people through the through the door. Now let me ask: Is it the markup that well, I, is simply to cover like taxes and stuff that's enacted by government, or is it just the markup for profit alone, just because that's the, the standard? The markup, the markup does not include taxes. So um, when you buy a cigar, you actually pay taxes up front, and then you you know you need to obviously charge your customer whatever you pay in taxes, so that you're not stuck paying the taxes yourself. Okay. Um, so the markup yeah, what's is called is keystoning. Okay. Where if you buy something for fifty cents, you sell it for a dollar, so you're actually doubling what you pay for it, and whatever your state taxes happen to be. So you know that dollar now becomes like in Georgia a dollar twenty three. Okay, so it's the hundred percent markup plus what our taxes would be. Yep. That covers the taxes. It, it covers the rent. It covers the utilities and, you know, your wages and profit. Okay. So, I mean, the argument of the argument, argument, of course, is that they charge that amount because they have to in order to be profitable as a business. And, of course, that's their decision to make. But I think the model, my point was more just that the model is changing. And, um, well, you know, at some point. Then, then you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's a 40 minute drive okay and as we're in atlanta i could go 10 minutes any direction and and hit four cigar shops mm-hmm. and if i circle that out to 15 minutes it, it would be eight cigar shops so in a place like atlanta there's a lot of them they're all over the place you know when you you can pick and choose and decide you know based on the atmosphere and the personality, the owner and the, the people who work there and the people who hang out there, where you want to go. But there's still this thing about price. When, yep. when I'm going to smoke, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, two, two or three cigars a day, you know, I really don't want to be spending $12 for each one of those cigars when I can spend $2. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's what it ultimately comes down to. I like to support the brick and mortar stores, but at the end of the day, I got a budget that I got to stick to. So Everybody has a budget I, one I way or another. Yeah. And some, some way or another, you got to make that budget work for getting the things that you want. So in my case, it's doing a little online shopping here and there. I try to do it. Um, what I, what I find myself adjusting to in this situation is maybe buying cigars from online, but because that place has a lounge for me to go to, since I can't smoke here, I will buy other amenities from them. I may buy like food or coffee or maybe an accessory or just something that still gives them some type of fiscal support. Um, even if I don't spend $20 for, you know, a $10 stick or something because I can buy cigars online and have it shipped to my house cheaper and faster and um you know so i it to me that's how, what helps ease my guilt <laughs> that i'm not just using their lounge for nothing i want to contribute something to them maybe a cup of coffee you know a two dollar cup of coffee or something but i didn't spend ten dollars per stick uh to do that um so i don't know it's that's just my particular situation like you said alan yours you're surrounded with uh with cigar shops but it's still going to get you know like you said two or three cigars a day which isn't a terrible amount, but that's it's going to add up quick because there's a keystoning, like you mentioned, on all of them, and we still have to save money one way or another. Which okay. is why I am also buying online. So no and guilt from anyone for doing this. I still go into the brick and mortar, and and I tend to. 
go to them mostly when they're having an event. And I support the event a lot of times by buying a box. Okay. And then typically that comes with a bunch of freebies as well. Because it's a ticketed event. Yeah. And it's not a federal law. A good event, uh, a good rep will, you know, put the event together where you're going to get uh, a lot more for that box of cigars that you're paying for. True. Had a t-shirt, a cutter, a lighter, some extra cigars. Something. Something. Okay. And that's another and, thing uh, that's, yeah. that's great about Famous. If you go through their catalog, their website, you'll see a lot of freebies with cigars. Yeah, we've gotten, I know me and Senior both have gotten some nice uh, Zycar cutters uh, that came with uh, either a box or a five pack or some kind of sampler, depending on what we were buying at the time. But yeah, definitely hit up those deals because they uh, find some real gems in there for sure. I got you. And speaking of uh, a new accessory that just hit the market, you all know how much uh, we tend to like our Bovida packs uh, here for that. Uh, I like to call it set it and forget it humidity control. You just drop the uh, the Bovida pack into the humidor and the whatever the uh, particular humidity level on the side of the box is or on the side of the pack is I should say that's going to be the uh, humidity level for your humidor uh, but they've now come out with a smart sensor that allows you to monitor the humidor uh, both on the sensor itself but also from your smartphone so the sensor hooks up to your wi-fi uh, and can send you updates to your cell phone uh, as to what your humidity level is. And as much as we've talked about cold weather tonight and the winter uh, air being much drier than it is during the summer, being able to quickly and easily check your humidity levels is something uh, that can be very useful to you. Uh, so any of you thinking about picking up this new uh, sensor from Bovida? Yeah. The second I read about it and then watched the little video that they have on their website, on my list now. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's super convenient. And it looks like you can choose what relative humidity percentage you you want, I think, or for it to, for it to detect. Is that kind of what yeah, it is? And then... You'd still put your bullet of packing in at 70 degrees, but the sensor when you log in, we'll tell you, is it at 70? Oh, I see. I see what you're or 72. And do, do you need to do anything with it? So yeah, you're putting in the selected Bovida pack at whatever RH you want, and then that sensor is supposed to keep an eye on to see how close it is or if it's at that. So it's, it's working in tandem with each other. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's just a really, really quick way to... Instead of you having to open, read your uh, meter, it allows you to do with the lid still closed. That's a good point. And you can check it with your smartphone so you don't have to open it up at all. Um, now yeah. Does it only work? Does it work kind of like in, in Wi-Fi if I'm like somewhere us. else? Yeah, well, cigar nerds like us can can check our humidity fifty seven times a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It true. may actually it may actually end up causing me more anxiety than it solves. <laughs> it's gonna drop two percent. You're gonna go, oh my so god, I gotta go check home. the humidity. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I've been staying quiet for exactly that reason. I, I think all this device would would mean is that I could be stressed out about my humidity from anywhere instead of just when I open my cigar humidor. Uh, well, too bad. Yeah, you, would, uh, you would be calling <laughs> you uh, uh, JL at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, go, go check my my cigars. Yeah. <laughs> the, the humidity dropped two percent. We're down to sixty-six. Well, one thing I like about this, um, as opposed, because there are other cigar humidity sensors out there and things. There's one that Oasis makes, which will actually you put the water pack in there. It'll add humidity to it and whatnot. I do like this very simple set it and forget it method. You put the Bovida pack in there, 
you put the sensor in and that's it. And you don't have to worry about anything else. You don't have to refill with water, or plug into the wall outlet or anything like that. Um, and then you just check your phone whenever you want to know. And, and that's it. And it's a lot less expensive. It's only what, $49, I think for, for oh, a sensor my. and a four pack of, uh, that's cheap. You know, other sensors can go for 150, 200 bucks. Um, Maybe a hundred if you really search online somewhere, but I mean for forty nine dollars to keep an eye and make sure you're not losing your expensive cigars, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah, definitely, it'll be on my uh, my list for this year. So staying staying on the cold weather theme here, I just got a quick uh, tip to share. Uh, so, Junior, you mentioned it: cold, cold weather, dry air in the winter. Uh, you know, harder to keep your humidors at the appropriate humidity. Uh, something I've recently done is I have a 40-count 40, 40 uh, Pelican case humidor, a uh, hard case. A lot of times you see them in 5 or 10 count. I've got a 40, so it looks more like a big lunchbox. And on it, there's a valve where you can allow you know some air to move in, or you can completely seal it up. And in the wintertime, I completely seal it. And now I've got a, a, a humidor system that does not allow air in or out, and it has mm-hmm. helped me a lot maintaining my 70% humidity. Uh, in, in a standard Spanish cedar humidor, that would be probably impossible in Minnesota. So that's an option for those cold-weather smokers. Interesting. So it's, it's got that rubber seal around it that locks it tight. Yep. So a, a lot of times on these, so they're, they're, they're pressure-sensitive. You know, they're meant to be crush-proof and waterproof. Yeah. Um, so, you know... You just you, 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 there's a little valve that allows air or water or whatever to go in or out. So you know if you're ever in an instance where where you might drop it in a lake, you know you're going to want to close your valve all the way. Um, or in this instance, because I don't want any of my thirty percent humidity air getting in there, I close it and it helps maintain humidity inside. Cool, smart idea. Very good, very good. And uh, I know I have. Uh, now invested in a small heater uh, to keep outside because apparently when it comes to cold, I'm turning into a pansy. I know Kirk, uh, <laughs> you still have that propane heater. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm sitting in front of it right now. Uh, $49. I think at home Depot, it just attaches right to the top of your propane tank that you stick in your grill and super easy to light and does the job. If uh, if you guys ever come out to Minnesota to visit, I'll uh, I'll turn on this. There, there's a it's a it's a double, so I'll turn on the the extra heater, and you can have your own heater. Yeah, don't okay. worry, we'll come during the summertime. <laughs> yeah, I, fi- I figured the biggest heater we know, the sun. Yeah, <laughs> definitely during the summertime. Well, anyone else got any uh, cold weather tips they want to share before we close up for the evening? When when you said summertime in Minnesota, that's really from like uh, July to about August fifteenth. That's our window. <laughs> okay, so. so we got maybe forty five days to pull this off. <laughs> my tip is like I get in my car, I turn on the heated seats, the heat, and then I open up the back window, uh, the hatch window. And open mm-hmm. up the window on the passenger side just a little bit to get the smoke out. Smoke my cigar. <laughs> hey, fair enough, man. That's, that's say a lot of time. just a little too cold to sit on the deck. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right now, it is uh, uh, bitterly cold for us Southerners down here. We're what twenty-two. Yeah, and we're. We're about 22 to is summer for me now. Goodness gracious. We tried to warn you, Ben. We tried. I know. I know. I knew what I was getting into. It's nine right now here. Have you made a snow angel yet? Yes, I have. Ah, you pansy. In here. <laughs> I was with my wife. We were running around and I fell. And you're no, and the, that, that term Did you're looking you for is polar bear club yet? Yeah. Yeah, I've... Uh, I've added some inventory to my cold weather gear. Yeah, to, to Alan's point, have you joined the Polar Bear Club yet? Uh, have I gotten really fat and no white hair? Have you stripped naked and jumped in, in like a frozen lake? <laughs> Not to save my life. No, 
I will never do that. I mm -mm, no. Is that the polar bear challenge? Is that what that is? At least yep. I, that's what I think it is. I, I hope that's where he was going with that. Yep. yep. <laughs> I, I am a I'm a three I'm a three time participant. Really? That's it's a. It takes years off your life. I, I'm, I'm saying it. it uh... I believe it. <laughs> so, so Kirk's gonna die at like 52. <laughs> yep. I'm, uh, yeah. Exactly. It's, uh, I'm gonna say five years every time you do it. <laughs> I believe that. All right. Well, gentlemen, anything else before we close up for the evening? Uh, uh, New Year's resolutions. I know that was on the list. Um, mine is to just. Uh, stereotypically lose weight that I've been adding on yes. since the holidays. So anyone else? Uh, lose weight as well, but um, I'd be lying to myself if I acted like it was going to happen, so we'll just <laughs> go and see we do. Weight. Let's just yeah. maintain. Okay. okay, I can probably do that. I, I, it takes a while to gain it. I'll be alright. I need to smoke as many good cigars as I can. That's, That's a great resolution. That is damn good. And uh, in about, uh, let's see... Eh, about three weeks from now, we'll be helping you out with that. Yeah. Kirk? Uh, I'm a, an adult male, so I don't have a resolution. <laughs> a polar, okay. bear, polar bear club for the fourth time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult male, I don't have a resolution. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm a grown-up. Well, okay. anyway, uh, thank you. Uh... I suppose you don't believe in Santa Claus either. Don't you no. dare take the fat man's name in vain. <laughs> but uh, junior or senior? Which which one? Went, which fat man? Oh, yeah. Kirk, you bastard. <laughs> we'll say senior because he's not here and he can't defend <laughs> himself. He's probably listening. He's he's probably hitting the steering wheel right now. <laughs> <laughs> with his belly? Or yes. With his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, well, gentlemen, this has been the uh, first podcast of 2000, uh, what year is this, 18? Yeah, so uh, far. Here's to uh, many, many more, and we will speak to you gentlemen later. All right, you guys have a good night. All right. Have a good night.